to share. New shows, stars who will brighten your nights. So come on, let's get together. everyone to season two of missing the point roger and jim we got renewed for season two. Oh, that's awesome yeah, i can't so wait to see our new opening yeah well <laughs> it's a lot like the last one but uh yeah thanks to our friends at the gross point alumni and friends association for renewing our season for season two roger are you excited you got some new plans for this year for this year um same as last year i suppose okay good well I guess we keep them coming back for more. Uh, what about you, Jim? I think 2024 is going to be the best year ever, not only for the podcast, but personally as well. I think we're going to be living our best lives. Funny you should say that because the numbers 2424 phonetically in Chinese could be translated to easy death. Hmm. Yeah, so we have that to look forward to. Well, then I stand corrected. Before we all expire, let's get back to the topic at hand, which is, of course, missing the point. And we have a very on topic topic today because we're going to talk about the things that we all literally miss about growing up in Gross Point or for the you two gentlemen who are now outside of Gross Point. What do you miss about the point? Things that you wish you could come back to and enjoy every day. And so we've got five topics and we are going to run through them and we've each picked our top two favorite things that we miss about certain aspects of the point. Oh, I uh, love this game. Yep. Uh, uh, any I, questions I, before we start? Let's dive in. I want to remind you both, though, that point values are doubled in this first round. Do we so, have to buzz in? Is that how? No, you, no, you don't buzz in. I just call okay. on you. So our Roger, pick a number from one through five, and you will be determining what is our first topic for today. Ooh, uh, how about number three? Number pick three. Number. OK, that is favorite stores Ooh. so the favorite stores that either you gentlemen miss about gross point because you don't live here anymore or that you just miss about that existed in gross point when you lived here do you think we can get through this first topic without somebody bringing up kmart roger pick a number between one in one million i guess it's like a number again uh, yes so many picking numbers <laughs> Jim, <laughs> how, you pick a number between one and one million uh 1947. That is correct. Okay. You go first. Store. Well, Give us one of your stores that you miss about Gross Point. Well, I would have to start with the Junior Boot Shop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I forgot our paid sponsor. Yeah. Technically, it wasn't in Gross Point, but all Gross Point children would go to the Junior Boot Shop to get their new shoes for church or for school or for play. And the great thing about the Junior Boot Shop, for those of you that remember, at the end of the store, there was a stage 
And when your name was called, you got to go up onto the stage where a salesperson would come out and help you find the shoes that you needed. And the stairs that led up to the stage had railings that were made out of baseball bats. Ooh, I don't know why. Isn't it funny what you remember? Like, I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, but I remember a lot about the junior boot shop. <laughs> Apparently, yes. yeah. I even remember that it was located at 10 Mile and Kelly Road. So yeah. so they, in addition to like like shoes that you'd wear to church, dress shoes, did they sell, sell tennis shoes as well? Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. So why was it the junior boot shop? Was it for... It was just a shoe store for children. Yeah, when okay. When were you too old to go there? 35? <laughs> when he became a size 13 what size shoes do you wear now <laughs> i think they went out of business and i was like what they're not here <laughs> what's going on being up on the stage made it a special experience especially when shopping for something that would normally be boring like shoes was it full service where the the salesperson would take off your shoes put on yes your shoes, yes was, they you, just throw a bunch of boxes at you and your mom would have to right and you would have to put your foot on that little the sizer that, yeah, the metal. No, not, well, not the sizer, but the it was a it was a ramp, right, for your foot. No, it was like a, it was a rubber flat. ramp. So it wasn't. It was made of metal. It was cold, and you put your foot down, <laughs> and they would find out. Do you remember the sizing? But once they put, if they were to put, if they were to put place the shoe on your foot, didn't you rest your foot on this sort of rubber ramp? Yeah, so it that, was a stool. They sat on the stool, stool part. They sat on the, the stool, right? And yeah. then they would, you'd put your yeah. foot right, in, you'd rest it on the. On the uh, on the ramp, not not at the junior boot shop. You are you are up on you were up on that couch. So I do oh, remember yeah. you'd have to like stand up once the shoes were on just right. to try them out, and they always felt so uncomfortable. Hard, right? Yeah, yeah. Not worn in. You have to walk five paces away and walk five paces back, and that was somehow enough for people to determine if these shoes were for them. Every pair of shoes should have come with a. A package of band-aids because <laughs> <laughs> it'd take about a week to break them all in no matter what shoe you had back then right all right so junior boot shop uh you're on the board jim that's 10 points for you roger awesome. would you yeah roger would you like to go um stores yeah, is a category for, for me uh the store that i miss um also not necessarily in gross point um uh, but right on the outskirts was a store called kitty land and that's where that's where my parents bought all of my toys. Um, I just thought it was the most amazing store. I would, I'd walk in. I mean, you're like five years old. You'd walk in and it's just, you know, a sea of toys everywhere you went. You walked in at first, it was all the, the board games. And then the next aisle over would be like uh, the action figures, like GI Joe, uh, the Marvel action figures, DC. Um, uh Trying to think, there are a lot of others too. Six million dollar man, like all of those action figures were in the next aisle over. I remember this vividly. Um, but Sonny and Cher, store that I miss. <laughs> Sonny and Cher, Sonny and Cher dolls, yeah, or, or Kiss. There were Kiss dolls too. This is Kiss, each sold separately, and you can put them in any crazy pose you want. Each 12 and a half inch figure sold separately by Mego. An action figure for practically everything. Where was Kitty Land located? So that was on Harper, I think between 10 and 11 mile road. It was across from Maloof's. 
Okay. Right around there. Yes. Right. Like in that area. And I think that building is still there for a while. I think it became a pool store. I don't even know. Yeah, what I think you're right. Like. Yeah. Like, a, yeah, they sold pool supplies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they still do, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yep. They would sell more toys in Sinclair Shores than pool supplies. I'm just saying. Yeah. But now there's whistle stopped. So, you know, you got a competitor down the street. Why do they want us to stop whistling? <laughs> I don't know, but I believe they call it whistling. Whistling. <laughs> Maybe they want us just to stop saying whistle. All right. So Kitty Land, uh, also worth 10 points. Um, I am going. Seems like it's worth seven. Yeah, but point values are doubled. So that's oh, okay. 10. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm going back to my teens growing up at Gross Point, a, a store mm. that I miss maybe more than any store in the world. Oh, I know. Would you like to guess? May I? Yes. Harmony House. Harmony House. Ah, Harmony House. Forget it, honey. I'm going to Harmony House. They give you R-E-S-P-C-T. That's a good one, Tom. That's a good one. That was kind of a far bike ride from where we lived, but it was so worth it. It was a far. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So I remember just going there. Sometimes you knew exactly what you were getting and you're like, okay, the new R.E.M. album's out or the new whatever OMD album's out and I'm going to get it. But sometimes I would just go in there and browse and I'd look at all the album covers and I would buy music sound unheard, not sight unseen. Really? Just, just on the cover. It's or just the, based on the cover, right? Yep. Or yeah. I remember one time I was there with a buddy of mine who you both know. It, mm-hmm. We saw a, a CD by a band called Prefab Sprout. Prefab Sprout, yeah. And we bought it just because of the name and it ended up being an awesome record. Right, right. There's, I've, it's, it's, it's so great because there have been a lot of, a lot of tapes and albums that I bought just based solely on the on the cover. Um, in fact, uh, the lead singer passed away recently, Shane McGowan. I bought I bought the Pogues, Rum Sodomy and the Lash because I thought the cover looked so cool. Um, and also I read like a brief review in Spin Magazine saying that you know this was a pretty decent album, so I took a chance and it was I was blown away. So yep. sometimes you can really luck out on stuff like that. Wow, great pick. Is that how you got the Grease 2 album, Roger? Sight <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah, the cover. Uh, Adrian Zemed, Zemed yeah. and the, the lovely Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle oh. Pfeiffer. Yeah. yeah. Was- I was smitten, so I, I had to buy it. The two memories that I are vivid with me is I remember buying multiple copies of um, uh, the Band-Aid single you know oh, to support oh, yep. really okay. yep feed the world because i thought if i bought four then then four people would eat that year and then isn't it great <laughs> now that there's been some time we can look back and it solved the problem i know i mean that really is <laughs> <laughs> so um but then the other memory i have is the section that i went to kept changing names over the years so at first it was the alternative section mm-hmm. and a couple years later whatever that fell out of favor and then it was the new wave section right and then it was well not new wave anymore now it's the new music section and then new music gave way to postmodern. <laughs> it was it just kept changing it was all the same section and now so. it's yacht rock yes <laughs> so as you as because i think that the when you enter the store the the door was at the corner of the street do you remember where where that section was located, Tom? As you entered the store, alternative. At one point, it was you go past the register, 
hang an immediate left to the first like left right aisles and it was to the left yeah exactly yeah. yep so remember funny. it to this day for some reason though just in case listeners want to know prefab sprout was under new releases which was the back wall on the right, right. now you can find it under music they play at kroger <laughs> so, so, so tom you, you'd ride your bike there buy an album and then then i'd bring home was, was i mean yeah i probably had it in a bag or something it's probably cracking as it you know <laughs> banged against the the bike but yeah yeah so i recently found a tape holder from harmony house in my garage it was made of wood oh i have one yeah, I yeah, still yeah have they those. were really long they were made of wood and on the end of it it was stamped harmony house that was so cool yep <laughs> that's cool and then do you remember when they moved away from vinyl to cds and the cd cases were really long rectangular boxes yes jewel packs you had to open a a box the, the well, blister pack, pack i mean that's what it was called blister the, pack yeah the jewel pack was inside later on they got rid of those big long boxes and fun remember- fact yeah pearl jam was instrumental in getting rid of all that packaging they were the first to release just a okay all saran wrap thing because they thought it was wasteful huh. oh, amazing what else do you remember buying at harmony house Remember near the cash register, they sold those little circular buttons? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Either band logos. And then sometimes for a while, they would have really odd things like the Three Stooges or Laurel and Hardy. It just, yep. it, the most random buttons right. or the Ghostbusters symbol, but right. per- perfect for your jean jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Pin it on their jean jacket. I don't remember people buying those a lot or wearing those a lot in Gross Point, but when you would go visit, say, Macomb Mall, the kids <laughs> that were at Macomb Mall had, a, like you said, Roger, a jean jacket full of those full buttons, buttons on one side. That made it's a comeback buttons? somewhat. Yeah. yeah. Those buttons? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you... uh, my older brother has a jean jacket with buttons on it. <laughs> Did you buy any of those buttons back then and do you still have them? I did buy them back then. I don't still have them, but I never put them on a jean jacket. I just like to collect the cool ones, you know. That or I on your backpack, cool. right? Maybe I put them on my backpack, yeah. And could you get um, WRIF stickers, those famous stickers at Maybe. <laughs> Weren't those there? <laughs> yeah, sure. And yeah. I do remember people lining up for concert tickets at Harmony House as well. Yeah. Ticketmaster. They had a Ticketmaster uh, outlet there. And they also had posters right that you could oh yeah because my younger brother had uh apollonia a big poster of apollonia <laughs> on his bedroom door i'm like gross <laughs> so uh, what is there now tom what what's what what isn't what's in the building now well you know it's either a um a bank in urgent care <laughs> or a dry cleaner which one would you like to guess <laughs> Also, okay. dentist office. No, that's close. It is a bank. Oh, okay. Nope. So when you're when you're signing your check, do you say, you know, right here is where I bought my Laurel and Hardy button? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's my store, also worth ten points, but the point values are doubled, so I get twenty. Um, Jim, give us another store that you miss about Gross Point. Well, it's a category of store. Although I could I could narrow it down to one store, but video stores. I miss video stores. Wow, what a difference! 
the fun of going there as a teenager, if you were bored, <laughs> like, what do we, let's just go to the video store and see what they have available and just going down those long aisles. I'll use Mammoth video. Uh, I worked at Mammoth for a while when I was a teenager. Before I worked there, I just loved going there and the hunt of what's the new release this week and can I find it and will I get lucky? Uh, oh, there's like 36 copies and none are in and then you're somebody returns one just as you're leaving. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 that was part of the fun. Yeah. The uh, hunt. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's funny, like uh, video stores uh, for a while, I was like in this foreign film kick and I think I must've rented like every foreign film. Did you say um, porn? Said, yeah. Foreign, foreign film. Foreign. Oh, foreign. Okay. <laughs> He's still Man, on the uh, other kick. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they were always available. No one ever rented them. And I was like, yeah, let's, I'll, check some of these out so for a while i would just for example just rent akira kurosawa films and we're blown away by oh, nice. by his films but otherwise i, I would probably because the new releases were all gone you know they were never available for me by the time i got there so i'm like well, i remember is- you recommended to me cinema paradiso oh yes did you enjoy it jim i did it was good it wasn't three amigos wonderful was wonderful <laughs> i spent wonderful. eight weeks trying to track down the fisher king any store in town and I could never really? get it. Yeah. It was yeah. all real. Yep. Oh. And they had tons of copies. They had, you know, the 30 copies, but all gone. That was with Robin Williams and Jeff Bridges. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, but back then though, you ran the risk of not even being able to watch the movie you were going to find. It's like you were just, oh, Jim, sorry. When you worked at this, yeah. When you worked at the store, the new releases, how many would you get like 20? Oh, yeah. Over the years, uh, they'd get more and more. They'd have sometimes 50 if it was a really popular movie and they would all go, especially on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And you'd have people camping out waiting for somebody. What are you returning? What are you returning? Like, mm-hmm. And they would like they almost camp out at the door. And when people were bringing something back, what is that? What is that? It's like, <laughs> I just want to return my movies. Go away. It was like a sport <laughs> for some people. How uh, often did you ever get the movie back to your house and realize that the someone before was not kind and did not rewind. You're like, oh, son of a. You, you check, know. you, you, you do uh, quality no, you control for that, Jim. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. when they return it, you're like, oh, that you was a moneymaker. If you, if it, I don't know if you remember, but back then, if you didn't rewind, it was like a $5 charge. So $5? Rewind. Yeah. yeah. The $80 so was $5. Wow. That's this format went yeah. out of business. <laughs> but you could tell if they, you know, oh my gosh, I forgot. Sometimes we'd wave it. What was what was the uh, the largest fine you ever had to meet out? Levy? Well, no. I think if it got to a certain point, we would just charge them for the copy of the movie. But it was such a big store. And over time, we were selling so many different things. Gosh, we had was so busy snacks there. and ice cream. And we had visits from Freddy Krueger. And people would use it as a hangout place on weekends. And did you ever have um, customers who were like movie buffs who would just hang out and talk to you guys? Because they had no. Yeah. No, no yeah. Did your tenure extend into the DVD era? No, it was no. all it was all VHS. Mm-hmm. I think I left once they got that back room with the adult films because yeah. it was so embarrassing because I knew so many of the dads. That were asking for the code. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, that's you know, that's so and so's father. What was it? I thought it was back there. I thought it was like a swinging saloon door. No, 
No, it was a four digit code and you had to punch it in the door. And the only way to get the code was to ask the people that worked there. So, you know, you'd say, oh, hey, Mr. So-and-so. Hey, you got the number of the back door? What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you're looking for somebody in there. (laughs) Surely you're not going to rent a movie out of that. (laughs) Excellent choice, Mr. (laughs) All right. That's a pretty good one. So, uh, all right. Roger, your second store. That My you second one is um, it's no it's no longer there, but a, a, a Gross Point staple for sure. Uh, a Gross Point Wood Ski and Shop. Mm. Did you remember that? Schumer's, not Schumer's, um, by Parcells. It's where That's we bought Schumer. our CB jacket. No, Schumer's is by was by the old Coney Island and on Mac uh, by um. Schumer's was by like off of Anita. Wood Ski and Sport was closer to like it was like a buffet, like kind of like where the old uh, Jack in the Box restaurant was. I used to get my tennis rackets there. I used to get my Ray Bans there, like the wow. light CB shell. It was just such a great store for stuff like that. Yeah, but I got my rackets from there. So where it was, was it at? I can't picture it. It's right across from the Parcells Field. Oh, so what's there it was, now? Was it buying All Points Bookshop? Yeah, yeah, just down the street, oh. like a block over. Huh? I didn't know that they, you know, so athletic. I. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you knew where the yeah, bookstore I mean, was. I see. I but... knew where the bookstore. <laughs> like I, I, your OP shorts or your your Varney t-shirts. Wow, I'm in um, heaven. CB jackets. You had me in CB in CD. jackets, sunglasses with. I don't I, know what they're called, I but they I had. Got... Oh, the you leather know, side the, things? Yes, exactly. Tommy had like leather sides. So that huh. I always thought that funny. stuff. I always thought I got that down in the village, that stuff. OP shorts and all that. Well, la di da to you, but us Woodsians, you know, at the <laughs> yeah, summit. Barney or boast t shirts. Like they had it all. It oh, I wouldn't be caught dead over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay yeah, that's a 18 good call. extra dollars for each OP shirt <laughs> just to buy it in the village. A Jacobson's. Jacobson's. And then I'd go to something special and buy a little something for my <laughs> special. Someone special. Towards the end, like when um, when Beverly Hills 90210 was super popular, they used to sell t-shirts. Um, Gross Point Woods uh, 48236. <laughs> <laughs> Am I misremembering this, but weren't like... Um, Orange lifeguard shorts. Didn't those become a thing for a short they, time? Yes. Yeah. And they sold them there too. Yeah. Good calls. Huh? Yes. Yeah. The orange lifeguard, lifeguard shorts. Like, wait, are you a lifeguard? Or are you are you working? Or are you just cool? I can't tell. With the five inch inseam, Jim. <laughs> uh, no. Jim doesn't want to. You're triggering something when you go five inches. Do you, do you put the long johns on first and then the shorts? Do you remember that? People would. No, people would wear like their boxers and they had to be exposed and then you'd be cool because like you wore boxers. Oh, that's what it was, boxers. But Mm -hmm. wasn't it, wasn't it people would wear long john underwear and then ripped jeans and you'd see the long johns through the jeans? Okay. What what school did you go to? (laughs) (laughs) This is when he went to the McComb Mall he was talking about earlier. (laughs) Maybe I dreamed that. Did I dream that? (laughs) Send us a letter. (laughs) What what did we say, Tom? Put it in the comments. Put it in yes. the comments. Hit like. 
Hit like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, right. what, what, what about you? What, what was your second store, second uh, retail store or whatever? That yeah, means? mine is also a category of extinct stores, I think, Ooh. at least to my knowledge. And it was a great one. Not in Gross Point, but in St. Clair Shores. Okay. Harper, Harper Sports. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Wasn't that yes. a great store? It's where you got your trophies. They had Trophies. everything there. It was oh yeah, exactly. And mitts, sweaters, t-shirts, gloves, balls, yeah, hockey gear. Yes. Yep. Am I that remembering was... correctly when you would walk in there? It seemed it was run really well, but there was stuff everywhere. Was like, every, yeah, mm -hmm. it was like it was like going into somebody's closet <laughs> or a hardware store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hardware store where it's yeah. like, oh, I just tripped over a baseball. <laughs> oh, a hockey puck just fell on my head. <laughs> it's just like you're going into a an attic. It, it did have everything, and then when a store like that went away, you were like, "Where do I even go to get a baseball mitt now?" Like, there's nothing else really around. You'd have to go we to just... Meyer or something. Yeah. These, do they? You guys still have Dunham's? Yeah, we had those big box sports stores. Yeah, you're right, but nothing close by. Dunham's was you know over by that Macomb Mall. Right. Right. Another kind of odd fact about Harper Sports is that, I mean, so they did sell tennis rackets, right? But they didn't know how to price them. And what yes. I mean by that is that expensive rackets were sold at like half price, without, and they wouldn't even know it, you know. Or you you'd go up and say, "Hey, you know, would you sell me this for like a hundred bucks?" And and more often than not, they'd say yes when it was like worth two hundred, because oftentimes there wouldn't be a tag or they wouldn't know how to price them. It was yeah. amazing. Yep. I think they really catered to the hockey, you know, families because they did, you know, skate sharpening and all the pads and all that stuff. Probably Cooperalls were probably a fixture at oh, yeah, Harper Sport. Yeah. yeah. Selling them on the black market. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've exhausted the stores category. Yep. Um, where would we like to go next? Um, hmm. pick a number, Jim, between one and four. Oh, well, you know what that sound means. No, what's that sound mean? Oh, that sound means we have come to the end of today's time. Aww. So we are going to have to take a break here, contestants. What do you mean? Wait, 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 wait. How is that possible? Yeah, you said we were going to do five topics and we haven't even finished the first one. Well, you guys are always welcome to come back next week. Oh, so <laughs> we need to cut today's episode short. We are going to come back next week. But before we do, let's tally up the scores, shall we? I don't know. All right. Well, let's see. <laughs> Jim, you are off to a pretty good start. 353 points. Very oh, well. Oh, that's not bad. Yes. And Roger, you have 12,946 points. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. That, that was not that big of a gap. I brought some good stuff. You did. You did. But the, the lead is not insurmountable because we are going to double the point values next week. Ooh, this reminds me of the Laugh Olympics. <laughs> yeah. As you're rattling off the scores. Why do I feel like I'm the Yogi Ahuis? <laughs> and I'm the really rotten. <laughs> then we better exit stage left. <laughs> right, even. <laughs> Evans to Murgatroyd. Okay, Tom. So, uh, all right. So today we only got through one topic. That leaves at least three topics for next week. We're going to talk about, what did we say? We're going to talk about some stores. I I don't know. You you are the ones coming up with these topics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, how about we leave it as a cliffhanger? Come back you next week. Talked about stores. <laughs> okay, so stores are off the board. Thank you. Yes, oh, we'll let you go first in the next round, like double jeopardy. You can pick the categories, Jim. 
Okay, I'm ready. I will be ready. And I hope all of you join us next week for another exciting episode. You know, wait, hold on one second. If this is our first episode of our new season, back in the 70s when we watched TV, shows like Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company would have hour-long They would have hour-long season premieres. Why can't we do that? Well, two reasons. One is we don't have the time. Two is we don't have the budget. (laughs) And three is our listeners don't have the interest. But I have an idea. We get Roger to jump over a shark. (laughs) Yes. It might work. We got to plan this out better for next season. Maybe we can go to a dude ranch and I can ride a bull to help save the farm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't know whether I should focus on the dude or the bull, but um, (laughs) I think there's enough bull in this episode. That's true. All right. Well, let's leave it right there. Let's thank our one sponsor, Gross Point Alumni and Friends Association. Uh, Hopefully more to come so we can afford to do next season's premiere, which will be an hour long spectacular. All right. I know the listeners can't see this, but I'm I'm blowing them a kiss. (laughs) A long extended kiss where I'm going to wave my arm. Thank you, Bachelor number two. All right, until next time, we'll be back next week with more Missing the Points. I know a place. I know a place. Where life is good. Where life is good. A brand new place. A brand new place. In your neighborhood. Your neighborhood. Come to my place. Where dreams come true. Come true. My saving place can save a lot of dollars for you. My saving place. Get more.